Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Couch Critics. I'm Cosmic. I'm Dakota. Woohoo! <laughs> so, we're doing something a little different for our holiday episode. This time, I took full reins and I kind of organized the episode on how it's going to go. So, if it goes terribly, I'm so sorry. Um, but. Cosmic's going to be completely surprised by everything, and I'm super excited. Oh, I'm so ready. Just dominate me, podcast-wise. My, <laughs> my podcast pillow princess. Okay, so to dive right into our holiday episode, what do the holidays mean to you? Oh, the holidays to me mean family, cozy and just like remembering i guess what you're grateful for and like sometimes i think that gets lost in the you know all the presents sometimes it actually goes the opposite way and we're not really like being thankful for like what we have so i don't know that's important to me and honestly i feel like more than presents it is like family like you know just being around people that really matter to you that's what the holidays mean to me i guess <laughs> that's really wholesome and i would definitely agree I think it's all about like just spreading happiness and like Aww. just being super like thankful for what you have in your life. Mm -hmm. um, or at least that's that's my spin on it. Yeah, and I think it's it can be hard. Like people put pressure on the holidays too to be like extra perfect, and that's the thing with gratitude is it doesn't require that we're in a perfect space. It's just being grateful. So even if we're alone on the holiday, it's like well we have a roof over our head, we have heat, we're not out. You know, like just trying to remember to be grateful about whatever we have. I think is like I don't know. That's the vibe for me. Yeah, it's super important because you it's I feel like everyone does like a comparison game around the holidays where it's like all oh, like you get FOMO seeing other people like with these huge family celebrations and like oh I wish that was me but I think it's important to remember like you never know what's going on behind the scenes they may have like a perfect family and like perfect holiday celebration but behind the scenes grandma's like racist or something and like hates the new boyfriend of the family like you never know <laughs> i i would argue that that's always what's going on behind the scenes <laughs> in some way because it's so true and we're all at different points in our life there's some christmases i spend with my whole family and there's always drama and then there's some christmases that i just want to be alone and it's so cozy and safe and warm and i don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing or you know the racist grandma saying the wrong you know it's just <laughs> and so yeah I totally agree the comparison thing it happens so much during the holidays with presents with yeah what how people are celebrating and yeah the FOMO can definitely be real yeah and it also can feel like super isolating if you don't have that but I think at least for me it's super important to remind myself like nothing is as picture perfect as social media portrays and like maybe be thankful that you're not having to like fight your racist grandma like at the dinner table yeah. you know or no, just have to so deal true. with anything um it's so, so true yeah um okay next question uh how far in advance do you film and schedule your holiday content um i just do it like the <laughs> it's so bad I always do it the same as every other time in the year, which honestly, maybe I should change that for the holidays. So like um, Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, I'll be filming what is dropping next Friday. So I guess it's just technically a week in advance, mm -hmm. but that does not change during the holidays for some reason. 
because I like to live life on the edge, apparently. Oh my goodness. Well, let's just hope nothing comes up. That'd be my fear is that yeah. like I'm screwed and there's I have nothing to upload. You're so good at like thinking about that in advance. I don't know mm-hmm. why I missed that part in my brain forming of like <laughs> preparing in advance. I'm just like, you know, do how far about like, what about you? So typically I like to do a month in advance, which no way yeah a so, month dakota yeah so my plan for tomorrow and this weekend is to film all of my content for the holidays <laughs> i feel like i'm a different person every month so i feel like that would be really hard to be like wait who was i last month oh yeah i was like feeling myself or was i depressed last month well, it, it can be kind of a clusterfuck when it comes to like customs and everything because they're like, oh, I love your red toes right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm two petties after that. You have no idea yes. like, what I have. So that can be kind of bad. Um, but honestly, it's such a relief because I love it feels just like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder. Like there's no pressure to film. Mm-hmm. And as productive as I seem like on the outside, there are days where I'm rotting in bed doing absolutely nothing and no one will ever know because there's always content coming out yeah besides (laughs) you it's like inside your secrets um okay so that being said how do you balance work during the holiday season and like you know your family coming in and stuff like that I mean, it is really challenging, and I think that's the hardest part of the holidays when it comes to um, content creation is the balance, because normally what my life is like is like my life revolves around my content and my shooting days, and everything that I'm doing throughout the week is preparing for that film day and, you know, just getting all that ready. But during the holidays, I don't feel like I have the luxury of revolving everything around it. So I just kind of flip it, and then my content revolves around my life, and so whatever I'm doing... I'm going to morph that into um, a set, like if I'm visiting my parents' house, which I'm not this Christmas, but I'm like, all right, I'm in my bedroom, like my old bedroom, we're doing the set or like a road trip. Now it's a road trip set. Like Mm -hmm. that's the only way I know how to do it, but it is still a challenge for sure. And I think I could be better at it. Gosh, I feel like you make your life 10 times harder. Like (laughs) just from an outside perspective, like you. Thank you for just calling me out. I mean, I don't know, because I hear that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be so stressed the entire time. Yeah. I'd be such a bitch if I had to like That's do why that. I'm such a bitch. No, yeah. I'll explain so much how full circle. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I'd be so stressed if I were you. Like yeah. props to you for being able to focus on so many things at once. Cause like me, I think I'm just self-destruct. That's my so. ADHD. And I also feel like I work best under pressure. Like that's why I have a very strict like the videos drop on the days like everyone knows when the videos drop because like today's Thursday I have a video dropping tomorrow I haven't even scheduled it yet but I it just like the pressure motivates me the deadline Mm -hmm. motivates me so that is probably my ADHD I think yeah and like uh I think that's why like just huge procrastination can be good like I definitely can relate to like at least when I was in school like I would always wait but then I'd get it done and it'd be so good and I'd be so proud of myself. So yeah. it almost feels like a bigger accomplishment because you're like, yeah, I accomplished that in such yeah, a short exactly. amount of time and it came out exactly. amazing. Yeah. And on- honestly, like I lose the heat for like the sets that I do, like 
if I don't post it immediately. Like I, I've taken so much stuff in advance that I've never posted because I'm like, it's not exciting now. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm, do you ever feel that way? Like you're not as excited about the month, the sets that you did a month ago. Like you're more, you want to do release the stuff you just did. I get really excited for it. I'm like, oh, I wish I could drop this right now. But mm-hmm. almost the anticipation of it dropping and like seeing how people are going to react to it also mm-hmm. is a good driver for me. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are these people going to react? But I have to <laughs> So it's like a, it's like a weird reward. I'm teaching myself mm-hmm. patience is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on, did you know that this month symbolizes the first time we talked since our little breakup it does yes because you invited me to a christmas don't rush challenge and that was the first time we had spoke in like six months oh my god i did not realize that i realized that i was like as i was like thinking of questions i was like oh my gosh okay well happy ghosty anniversary well, no, it's the it's the anniversary. Yeah, we reunited. I just think that's so oh. cool. Like, and, I don't know. I I remember that you asked me to be first, and I was like, me I, be first on like the don't rush challenge. Like, it felt so cool. Oh my god! But you've had me be first in like a million don't rush challenges. I'm so I'm saying. Yeah, well, I was watching <laughs> you too. No, I feel like the don't like the beginner of the don't rush challenge. I feel like it should like you know be passed around too. And so I felt like you had me be the beginner for a few, and then I was like, well, Dakota needs to be the beginner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, maybe I was trying to butter you up too. I'll I'll own it. Okay, I I'll own it. <laughs> I think, but also, I do you feel comfortable sharing about what I did for a don't rush challenge? Yeah, of course. Okay, so during the time <laughs> that you and I weren't talking, I got all petty and I was like, I'm going to do one without Cosmic because I'd always been invited to a Don't Rush Challenge by you. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do one myself. And I like created a whole group and I like specifically did not invite you to it because I was being super petty, which like, yeah. I don't know, maybe that reflects poorly on you my You know character. what's funny though, is like when I saw that, I wasn't even mad. Like this says so much about our relationship. And even when we weren't talking, I was like, damn, she did that. Like she got me. <laughs> I, I was so impressed. I don't know. I was like, I could appreciate it just as like, you were hurt and you had every reason to be. And I was like, yeah, she did that. I was like weirdly proud of <laughs> I'm over here scheming in my room, like, hey, I hope this hurts your feelings. <laughs> like, I was just, I was impressed, you know, like, I don't know. I was going through such a weird time in my life. And so the fact that I could even see that during that time is interesting and says a lot that even like then I, I knew that you weren't in the wrong, you were processing, you know, your hurt in a great way. <laughs> Thanks. Just being petty. I literally say it all the time. I thrive off of like spite, like... Oh, it's such a good motivator. It motivates me as well so much. I can't wait to, in a future episode, I definitely want to explain why I created the first big collab ever in the foot community. Because like, oh that gosh. was created all off on Spike too. I think we just, should. We should. Yeah, I wanna, why have we not discussed that? That is such good tea. Like, write that down immediately. Okay, because... well, I want to do an episode just called, like, Messy, and we can talk about this and read messy stories. Can that be my birthday episode? Because I really just want to get problematic all the time. Yes. Just get it all out. Down and dirty. Okay. (laughs) So speaking of messy, what's the worst Christmas present you've ever received? Oh my God. The worst. Oh, I think. Yeah, I know. Right off the bat. It was from my parents. Um, 
like three years ago and I love my sister, but she got an iPad and I unwrapped literally like they handed like, here's your sister and here's yours. She unwrapped mm -hmm. an iPad and I got like thrifted Stella Artois beer glasses. I don't even drink beer. And that was the worst present I ever received. And I, I didn't necessarily want an iPad, but then when my brother and sister got an iPad and I did, and I was like, excuse me. And my ex help. was, <laughs> my ex was at that Christmas and he was like, is this how it's been? And I'm like, no, this normally we all get the same thing. So I don't know. I guess I was on the naughty list that year. I don't know. But those, <laughs> that was the worst. I was like, I don't like beer. I don't. <laughs> it's thrifted. Like, <laughs> That was your version of Cole. Here's your beer glasses. Yes. No. Do you still I, have I, them? I feel like fuck no. <laughs> no. I don't. I do not. I, do, I have no interest in beer or and like I think it would have been better if they just gifted the iPads and like I just sat there and watched, but like the mm -hmm. fact that they gave like all of us at the same time to open it at the same time, it was even more of a like, huh? Like it just didn't was, make any sense. Yeah, it's kind of rude. Did they ever explain why they did that? I don't think I asked, honestly, that was before I was good at like communicating with my parents and being like, that hurt me or like, why? So no, they didn't, but I should ask my mom now. Wow. That's so petty. <laughs> what about you? What's, what's the worst present you've ever gotten? Okay. So is a beanbag, but hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I wish bag? I could pull, yeah, I wish I could pull up a picture. First of all, as a kid, I didn't ask for a beanbag. I never wanted a beanbag. I'm not super passionate about bags of beans. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why they got me one, but to top it all off, it was literally the color of your blender bottle. So that like green teal right. blue. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. literally that color, maybe a little brighter. And then it, the fur on the beanbag was like two inches long. And it was such a sensory nightmare for me. So I would always just like cover it in a blanket. Like I would wrap the entire beam back in a blanket so I could actually use it. But I just don't know why I got that. You're I saying a beanbag chair, right? Yes. Okay. And there was fur on it. I don't think I've ever seen one with fur on it. Exactly. Like Ew. why? How did they find that? <laughs> why did, did they think I'd be super passionate about that color? Um, why is was the it for so long? Was it comfortable or was it one where you sit in the beanbag and your ass hits the floor? Uh, it was definitely one of those. Actually, okay, Great. it's coming full circle now. I know why they got me that beanbag and it's such a sad story. I just Did remembered you... why they got me a beanbag. Really? I was like, yeah, okay. Chamba dum being on the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Weird though it happened. You moved like a quarter of an inch and it got really bright. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. My brother moved out when I was super young and my parents didn't feel comfortable leaving me home alone that young, um, which is understandable, mm -hmm. but they had a passion for going to the gym at three in the morning. Um, so what they would do is every day at three in the morning, my parents would wake me up and they would take me to the gym with them as like an eight year old. And, um, I would, I remember that I did have like a little pink beanbag before I got the teal one. Um, I had like a little pink beanbag, super cheap, and I would bring it with me to the gym and I'd bring a blanket and I would sit in the beanbag, curl up in a ball, put the blanket over me so I could fall asleep for like the hour and a half that they would be at the gym. And then they'd wake me up again and then we'd go back home and then I would sleep until I had to wake up for school. 
So that's why they so got many, me back. I have so many questions. Why at 3 a.m.? Um, my parents do a lot of things that don't really make any sense. Like, like why were they, they on drugs? Maybe. I don't know. Because 3 a.m., I'm like, no one is do- going to the gym at 3 a.m., right? Unless you're like, They still drugs. do that. They what? still do that, yes. And they're like 55. Both of them are 55. So and then still to bring a freaking child who has to go to school a few hours later. Are you joking? That's honestly, that is like the beginning of your villain origin story. Yeah. Like that's, that's why so- I get to like feral if someone wakes me up like in the middle of the night. I'm like, we going to the gym? Like <laughs> that's why I'm so like anti-gym now when people like ask me, oh, oh do you work out? Because like my entire childhood was like, like literally I remember being like seven and my parents being like, you should work out with us. And so now like what? anytime anyone's like, oh, you should, we should work out, or, like, do you work out? I get so, like, angry. I'm, like, absolutely not. Like, fuck you. Like, how dare you ask that of me? I think that's such a trigger for me. I see um, why, though, because seven years old, you should really be working out. Have you been, have you looked at your figure lately? You should really be, like, what is a fucking seven-year-old no, going to do with the gym? Are you joking? No, seriously, that was my entire, like, growing up, like, until I finally moved out. It was, like, constant, like, oh, you should go to the gym with us, because that became, like, my parents' entire personality, um was just going to the gym at three in the morning so they would literally oh and you know the worst part is that my dad would always make blender shakes at three in the morning before going to the gym so even if they didn't you know once I got older they stopped waking me up because I could be home alone the Mm -hmm. blender would go off every morning at three so I would just hear it and like wake up and it was just so like they're so inconsiderate and people wonder why I don't talk to them so it's like this is wild I'm so sorry and so they got you the beanbag chair to try to make up for this gym drama. Like, okay, that didn't I help. I think so. I think they were like, oh, well, she brought the beanbag to the gym when she was seven. So, like, she's going to want this new beanbag. I don't really know the thought process behind that. But that is why they got it for me. Oh, hey, baby, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, I'm I totally... learning to not wear my trauma on my sleeve anymore. So. Mm-hmm. I see why, like, talking about working out or people asking you would be a trigger, though, because I feel like it would be for anyone who went through that. Like, yeah. I get so mad. But I understand because, like, at least now, like, I do look like I work out. So it's, like, kind of a compliment. But I'm like, no. Yeah. Leave me alone. (laughs) So moving on from that sad little story, Mm -hmm. um, what's your craziest holiday story? Um... Okay, um, I do have a pretty crazy one. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I don't even know how to summarize it in like a in a palatable way. I think is the right word. So basically, um, me and my ex husband were going to my parents for Christmas, and our marriage was like on the rocks. I will totally admit it. Like we were not in a good space, but we were trying to work it out. I had, oh my god, I'm totally like outing this whole timeline but I went to my now ex-husband and I said I was falling for a fan I didn't know what to do yeah and well I don't (laughs) think I told people that like there was crossover that I was emotionally falling for him before you know but I went straight to my ex and I said like you know I'm not sure what to do and he was like I don't know he seemed understanding about it and then all of a sudden he he went crazy (laughs) are you okay I'm so sorry it's okay Go on. Um, so, <laughs> Brock, he, um, 
he acted like he was understanding and thankful that I told him. And then he kind of went crazy. He literally downloaded Tinder that day. And I came to him saying like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Me, I was like, okay, <laughs> no, for real. And I came to him being like, what are we going to do to work on our marriage? Because in my eyes, I was like the fact that I fell for someone like there's a disconnect in the marriage, right? If I like I was connecting with this person, should we work on it? And he just was like straight wanting to go bang people on Tinder. Um, so we were struggling trying to work it out anyway. So then we went to Christmas at my parents' house and my whole family came and one of my cousins came as well. And my cousin and my ex, I would say, were immediately flirty with each other. They had they had a close relationship, but I never like questioned it. But honestly, the whole time I was at my parents' house, like I was texting my now fiance because I was like, he's not interested in me anymore. He's like into my cousin. He's into these girls on Tinder, like, you know, whatever. And so anyways, we went on like a whale watching cruise on Christmas Eve and my whole family and my, I, by the way, my parents did not know that our marriage was in this place at the time. And then my whole family started being like, why is he and, you know, her spending so much time together, meeting the cousin? And again, I was just so in my own world that I was like, honestly, I don't know. I was just used to it. And then, so we got home from the Will cruise and I went to sleep and I got this like weird feeling. I was like, I need to like get up and walk outside. It was like the weirdest thing. I remember I like shot up out of bed and I walked out the door. My mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Where is my ex's name? And she was like, I don't know. And so like I walk out and all I see is a silhouette of my ex and my cousin and they were hugging in the moonlight. It looked like they were hugging. I could not see separation between the bodies. And I, I was... So, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it was such a emotionally tough time for him. It was emotionally tough time for me, but mm -hmm. I lost my mind. Like I literally lost my mind. I was like, get the fuck in the house to my cousin. And I was like, you stay out here. And I like ate his ass up and my whole family felt like the weirdness, but we weren't telling my family like it was, but they yeah. all felt it. It was just like the weirdest thing. And then yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like a few months later, they were like, what the fuck happened? And I told them and they were like, honestly, it's good. You didn't tell us because my parents are the type where like they'd turn on all the lights in the house and be like, get your shit, get out of here. So like, and I didn't want to ruin Christmas. So I had to like yeah. keep a, you know, stay cordial. And I also felt like I wasn't allowed to be hurt because I did have that emotional feeling. But to me, it's like family, you just don't cross that boundary. And that's what hurt me so bad is like, mm -hmm. I think he knew that that would hurt me more than the girls on Tinder, you know, like, mm -hmm. and but honestly, it had the opposite reaction. I was like, thank you to my cousin. Thank you, you for showing me that like, this relationship is done. This marriage is done. I don't want any part of this. And I left him officially after that. Yeah, I think this Merry Christmas booty that you needed yeah <laughs> hugging in the moonlight though that's that's yeah. a body it was it was romantic <laughs> it was like a it was a full yeah it's a body it's like two bodies <laughs> it's true oh that's so funny i'm sorry yeah. not your trauma it's not funny i've just had the hugging in the is. moonlight really sends me like i don't know why like just picturing that in my head like I'm, yes i'm envisioning like waves crashing in the distance and like that's birds chirping and like i'm so it sorry. was i'm so sorry no I'm i person. laugh at it too i mean it was like five years ago now but yeah it was like more honestly it was more intimate i feel like i'd rather just see them fucking like it was just <laughs> it was like okay it just i agree it was very intimate it was very romantic and 
again, I know he was like lost or whatever. He was in like a really bad space, but like it was just too much. And it was fucking Christmas Eve. I was like, Santa is not coming for either of you, okay? You both are getting cold. You both are getting <laughs> beer cups. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh okay. What so, about you? Do, please tell me you have a crazy holiday story. I really don't. I'm so sorry. I guess I'll give you two. I'll give you like the funny, quirky one or the okay. one that started it all. Okay. I want the one that started it all. Okay. So, um, story time. It's really not that interesting. I just, I spent Christmas alone when I was like 16, just because my family like hasn't been like super into holidays like ever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I spent it alone and I had met a guy on a party bus, um, like three days before Christmas. And so he asked for my Snapchat and we started talking and he was also spending Christmas alone. So we hung out on Christmas and that guy ended up being the piece of shit I dated for four years. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, oh I was God. like... I was 17, I think. I don't know. Yeah, 17. Oh, but, yeah. my God. A party bus? That is, like, such a funny way to meet someone. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, um, like, where I grew up, that was super common. Like, people would rent out party buses, and we would just – they would, it would drive to the city, and then we would just get super drunk on these party buses and dance and, like, stop at, like, uh, like really well-known places in the city, take pictures, and then get back on the bus and then drive around. Like, that was – I don't know, because you can't, those parties can't get busted, really, by the cops, like, you know, True. so it was pretty common. Um, I've never been on a party bus. They were fun for a moment, but the, you have to have a lot of people, or else it's not that fun. Like, if you it's have, like, just... 10 people on a party bus, it's kind of <laughs> awkward, and I've been on those, too, and it's like, we're all just sitting down, but if it's a bunch of people, you're all <laughs> dancing, you're all getting, like, super drunk, and, yeah. like, yeah. But I could totally that, see that. I feel like I gotta lighten the mood, so really quickly, my quirky story is that my aunt made a turkey one year, and she forgot to take out the bag inside the turkey and, like, fully cooked it, and Ew. We, it was rotten. We couldn't eat that shit. Ew. Um, Isn't that, that's, like, the gizzards and stuff, right? Yeah, like, the giblet, the neck. <laughs> so gross, honestly. Every time I, like, prepare turkey, I feel like I become vegetarian for, like, two weeks. It just, like, humbles me, and I'm like, this is so fucking disgusting. It's really gross. I'm glad I didn't have to make one for Thanksgiving. My friend did it all for me, so I just got to like sit on the couch and be a pillow princess for Thanksgiving and not do it's anything. Amazing. It was As so nice. <laughs> I know it's amazing. So I have so many Reddit stories to share, and full disclosure, if it mentions Christmas, it's on here. But not a lot of these are holiday stories because I wanted to find okay the like just the funny ones the really okay. out there ones and yeah I I don't know these aren't really like we're not giving advice we're just kind of just reacting and I love that so I this one I just titled LMAO grandma so I do want to read this one because I have no idea what it is okay okay so today I fucked up by sending a vibrator to my grandmother I bought a present for my grandmother from a website for her birthday. All went well. She got the present and was delighted for it. 
A few months later, I used the same website to order a vibrator, but it never arrived. I called customer support to complain, and they went over my order, including making sure that they had the correct address. It was then that I realized that I had sent the vibrator to my grandmother as her address had been saved as the default one from a previous order. I called my grandmother to ask if she had received the package. She said yes, she had, gave, she had, but she gave it to my dad because she thought it was a toy for his cats that I had sent to her house by mistake. I don't know if my grandmother honestly did not know that it was a vibrator and really thought it was a cat toy. I believe she really had no idea what it was. She grew up Catholic in a small southern town and wasn't exposed to much outside of her little world. Now, not only had I sent a vibrator to my grandmother, she had given it to my dad. I refused to call my dad. I was not ready to have that conversation. But about a week later, I got the package from my dad that contained the vibrator. We never spoke of it. You would think that this was the end of the story, but it's not. Remember when I called customer service to find out why I didn't receive my package? They were very nice and sent out a replacement. Where did they send a replacement? Oh my to my grandmother. <laughs> I never told them to change the address. At, the, at this point, I was just too embarrassed to ask anyone about it and tried to forget it ever happened. Cut to Christmas. My dad came to visit. He told me he had something for me. So I went to the guest room with him. He hands me a package with the vibrator and says, please, for the love of God, stop sending vibrators to your grandmother. <laughs> I need to know what type of vibrator this is. I'm imagining the most like elaborate, like weird looking one. What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like it makes it so much worse that the, like the dad is like the go between and handing you a vibrator. Like, kill me. No. <laughs> Die. They're like, damn, she's die. she's sex starved or something. Like <laughs> two vibrators to that house. Oh my god. Sounds like the dad handled it well though. Like just being Scoot funny them. about it. Just like a little handoff. <laughs> Please stop stop ordering them. Um, oh my god. That kind of reminds me, like back when I first started this job, I did live at my parents' house and I like so many people wanted me to do like dildo content. And mm -hmm. like I was so scared to order anything. And I was too scared to even go to a sex shop. So like I remember <laughs> oh. I was so terrified, but luckily nothing ever happened. But it was just like the fear of like having my parents open up one of my packages and there's be like a dildo or a vibrator in one of them I was like absolutely not so 100% so I think I said in a recent episode um about the Amazon thing that my brother screenshotted it and sent it to my mom so I was telling my mom that I told that story on the podcast and she was like did you seriously leave out the part where you sent your brother a huge dildo and I was like mom i blocked it out i fully <laughs> blocked this out so my mom calls me and says how dare he like invade your privacy and i was lit the fuck up and she was like you should send him like a huge dildo just to be like fuck you and i was like i was like that is the best idea you've ever had and within seconds it was beep boop boop sent with the gift note go fuck yourself literally <laughs> like a huge dildo no it was a two it was a double-headed dildo <laughs> <laughs> And that I should have known that our relationship was going to end when I did that. But I fully blocked that out because I, I did it in such the heat of the moment where I was like, seriously, go fuck yourself. Like, I was so mad. So, yeah, I sent him the dildo. Did he ever say anything about it? No. Uh, damn. I love that. Such a power move. I would not have thought of that at all. I would not have thought to send a dildo. Honestly, what I'm learning from this episode is that your mom is so good at being petty. 
she's very, I mean, where do you think I got it from? 100%. That's why I can appreciate it when I see it. I'm like, that was good. My mom would approve. <laughs> I love her. I'm a big fan. That's so funny. Okay. That was, that was a good story to set, uh, set us up for, but I feel like that was the best one. And this one is just titled LOL. So I'm excited to see what this is. Like, what did I think was so funny? Oh, this one is so funny. Okay. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Okay. So again, this wasn't really about Christmas, but do you want the title? I feel like it kind of gives it away. I feel like I should just read it. Okay. This started yesterday and I didn't realize I fucked up until today. Yesterday, I stumbled on a price mistake for a six uh, instant pot at Target. They were ringing up as $10 a piece instead of $80. I decided I would get some Christmas shopping done early and flip a few. I ordered 10 in the store for pickup and 10 for delivery in case either the, uh, either order got canceled. Canceled. Well, the delivery order was canceled, but I got an email saying that the in-store pickup was ready. I go to Target and give them my ID. They look it up and they can't find it at first. I give them the order number and I hear one guy say to, say to the other something about it being canceled and they both are giving me odd looks. One says he has to let the manager know I'm here. So they radio over the guy and the manager says it was canceled because of the price mistake. Seems a little odd that they needed the manager uh, to come over just for that, but I didn't think much of it. Fast forward to a little earlier this afternoon. The doorbell rings and my wife comes and tells me there are two guys at the door asking for me. I step outside and they identify themselves as detectives from the state police uh, uh, counterterrorism unit. And they start questioning me about why I'm trying to buy 10 pressure cookers and if I know what they can be used for, if I'm making bombs and so on. They even have a picture of my car from the Target parking lot. I did my best to explain the price mistake and how I found it, etc. I think they accepted my explanation and I'm still a little nervous that I'm on a watch list now. TLDR tried to take advantage of a price mistake and buy 10 instant pots from Target, got interrogated by the state police terrorism unit on why I was buying 10 pressure cookers that could be used to make bombs. I just realized what Instapots were. I was thinking the crock pot. These are the things that I think my fiance has one. And when it's done, you have to release and it goes, right? Yes. So yes. you can make fucking bombs in that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so hard because this is some shit that I would do. This is some shit. $10 Instapots? Say less. Yeah, I'd be buying everyone's getting a fucking Instapot for Christmas and suddenly I'm on a watch list. Like, that would happen to me. I'm surprised this didn't happen to more people who were trying to take advantage of the $10 Instapots. Mm-hmm. Like, this had to happen to multiple people. That is so <laughs> wild. The detective showing up at the house and, like... Uh-huh. Oh my god, I would be so thrown. I thought this was going somewhere, like, the, I don't know, the Target stealing thing, like, stealing at the self-checkout. That's where this was going. I was not expecting fucking <laughs> terrorism. Oh my god. Uh, where did you find comment. this? Uh, I seriously went on, like, the top subreddits that I know about, and I just searched up Christmas, and then I went through there and just found anything that was, like, funny that mentioned Christmas. Okay. Um... Top comment is airports should be fun for you going forward. Oh shit! I didn't think of that. One hundred percent. So yeah, they they must keep that on a list. I don't know. I feel like they would just to be safe. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I just think that's so funny. Like, I can totally imagine that happening to me. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess I should warn everybody about a Target scam that's going uh, around right now. Because I feel like I would kind of fall for this too. But basically, mm-hmm. there'll be like a woman with a shopping cart full of like baby supplies and formula and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'll like ask a random person in the store like, hey, like, please, like, I need this stuff. Like, I just need the formula for my baby. And then the person will buy it. And then later in the day, the person will return it and get it, get the money back. I would um, totally fall for that too. Yeah. That's so, so sad because it's like preying upon people's like kind heart I guess you know Mm -hmm. like the guy in front of me at the dentist last night he like couldn't check out he couldn't pay for his and like they already did like the root canal on him and so like I felt I just felt so bad and it was like much less than what I was having to pay for and I like I wanted to but I didn't want to like send him the wrong message and like him be like are we gonna get married now or something I don't know if it was a girl I probably would have but like (laughs) I just felt so bad and it put it in perspective of like I feel lucky that I could pay for my dental work you know without being like because they don't offer payment plans there, so he was pretty much fucked, and they already filled the tooth. Like, I just, I don't know. So, what did they end up doing? Well, they ended up splitting it up, which they don't normally do, though, so they did split it up to, like, 150 150 so he was able mm-hmm. to pay 150 but he was stressed, like, the whole time, like, we were waiting outside together for them to unlock it, because it went way longer than anyways, and he mm-hmm. was just, like, str- so stressed, and I just felt so bad, and I don't know, so I would fall for the lady with the formula and stuff like yeah I mean especially when it comes to children like and it's a baby baby that needs that formula like I would totally fall for that me too um so this next one is kind of gonna might get you angry but it's called uh my mother kicked me out before Christmas yet still asked me uh when she was going to receive her gift that I had bought her So, my mother kicked me out and tried to have me sectioned. She made it clear I was never welcomed back at home. For Christmas, I had planned to send her away to um, a beautiful cluster of islands off the coast of Portugal in the Atlantic for her and my stepmother in the springtime for the week. Flights, um, hotel, everything was paid for. My younger sister let it slip that I had arranged, arranged this for her on Christmas Day. Uh, after three weeks of no contact between us, I get a text reading. Hey, hope you're having a good Christmas. Miss you. Just wanted to let you know that uh, when, just wanted to know when you were going to send us our tickets for the holiday that you bought us. You can send it to us um, in this post if you want, uh, so we don't have to see each other. Uh, it's so nice that you've done this for us. Thank you and have a good, good new year. I was fuming. I replied, sorry. Think you have the wrong number and gifted it to my brother and his girlfriend for their first holiday away. The nerve. The fuck? Hold on. I want to make sure I'm understanding. So this daughter was gifting that gift to her mom that trip. Mm-hmm. First of all, daughter of the year. I would never. <laughs> yeah. That would never even occur to me. I'm mm-hmm. going to Portugal. Or where were they going? Yes. A cluster of islands off the off Portugal. I would be going. I'm sorry. I love my mom, but like, I want to go to Portugal instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. What an amazing daughter. And then. Yeah. So I think the, I think I know it's kind of poorly written. Um, probably should have proofread, but basically what I'm gathering is that the mom was like, you're not allowed to come over for Christmas and then didn't contact her for three weeks and then hit her with, oh, but can we still get the, can we still get the tickets? Okay. Okay, like, is that gold digging? Like, your daughter? 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like, <laughs> like, this is literally off of uh, Choosy Beggars, which, like, I love. Never. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, you're going to love this. So just, like, go on Choosing Beggars, and it's just a bunch of people that are like this, that, like, are assholes, but then still, like, beg for shit. And, oh like, my God. I love scouring the subreddit because I'm just, like, how entitled are these motherfuckers? Like, I just, yes. like, I, like, it makes me feel, like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not as shitty of a person as I think I am. Um, I love that she gave it to the brother and his new wife or girlfriend to go on their first trip together. That mm-hmm. is so sweet. This woman, daughter, sister is, like, the sweetest person ever. I'm so selfish. I'm sorry. I would be going to Portugal besides my brother also. Yeah, and it looks like it is cheaper for her to buy those tickets because they do live two hours away from plane to those islands. So it is, like, kind of cheaper, but still, that's, like, a really nice thing to do. Like, I would never think to gift, like, a trip like that to my family. No. And, yeah, I think that was totally the right thing to do to give it to the brother after that because, seriously, like, you can't just treat people like shit and then expect, like, everything to remain the same in relationships and especially with a gift of this level. like. You know, gifts, okay, you guys, when we were kids, we were raised on what? Your behavior equals what kind of presents you get. And mom, mm-hmm. you are on the fucking naughty list. You don't get to go to Portugal. Like, love it. Yeah. I think this is very much something my parents would do. So that's why I was like, I need to put I need to put this onto the universe. Because, like, my parents would 100%. Like, I, I said, like, oh, I didn't. We scrapped that episode. Teehee. Maybe one day when we have a Patreon or something, we'll put all the scrapped episodes on there. Um, But anyways, I said in like a scrapped episode that I am like this, where I go like super extravagant with gifts Mm -hmm. and then I get nothing in return. And like, I just feel like that energy is very much my parents of like, well, you're still going to give us the I was thinking of your parents too when I heard the story. Mm -hmm. So I have some options for you so this one is bdsm related or we could do something small penis related or we could do a canceled christmas oh my god you just you're hitting me with like three three big ones um i feel i I think bdsm i'm curious about how this would work into Okay, so I just want a full trigger warning. I haven't read it, but I do think that it gets kind of heavy. Okay, so, so then maybe after we'll do a lighter one. Yeah, I actually, I have like another cool thing I wanted to do after. So, Aww. so this one's like a trigger warning. Um, it has to do with BDSM and Dom sub relationships. Um, so just putting that out there if you're sensitive mm-hmm. to that. Okay, so. Dom plans to share me when I said no. My Dom, husband, enjoys BDSM more than me. Don't get me wrong, I'm still very much into it, just not to the degree he is. He is into a lot of things that I consider to be limits, one of which is sharing me with his friends at parties. Not kink parties, just like normal get-together parties. He says that once I've had a few drinks, the idea would be less scary to me. I've said no to his suggestions in the past, but this Saturday he came to me and told me he has plans to do it during our Christmas party. He says he's already told three of the guys he wants involved and they're all expecting it. So I would be a tease if I backed out now. I obviously said no and even used our safe word to show I was serious, but then he just got mad and told me that I should consider this his Christmas present and that what's planned is already done. I don't even want to go to the 
party, let alone see these three guys again. I don't want to do this, but it feels like he isn't taking no for an answer. He just keeps saying, I'll have a few drinks and open up. Am I being unreasonable? Should I let, should I just power through this for his sake so we don't have to go back and forth on the topic topic again? Is it normal for a dom to ignore his safe word? I thought that they, they were end it all be all way of saying no, but he hasn't treated it that way. And I'm really scared to go to this party and that his friends agreed. And there is an update, but uh, I don't know if you want to answer first. No, let me sit with this. Holy shit. Okay. There's so many issues here. Yes, the safe word should be the end all be all. The fact that he's not respecting it, I feel like shows you that this has gone past BDSM now. Like he is, he has no interest in protecting you. He has no interest in following the safe practices of BDSM. And making her drink to lose her inhibitions, that's also a BDSM thing is, you know, yeah. that you're not intoxicated. You're able to make your decisions. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's using BDSM to assault his wife. And yeah, the fu- the friend thing is really throwing me for some reason, too. Like, it, did I hear that correctly, that he was telling his friends before even the wife agreed to it? Yeah, he was, like, totally, like, just like auctioning her off like free use to her to his friends and they were all excited and then now he's getting mad at her he's like you're gonna be a tease if you don't do it now like imagine the pressure that that woman would feel no this is so not okay like this is so not okay and yeah i don't know definitely please like get out of this relationship because this is so fucked up and you should be the first person to know this not not the friends and if you, I mean, I think she said in the beginning, she, it's not really her thing or she didn't want to do it, period. Like, that's the end of the story. Like, the fact that you've done this multiple times, he's ignored your safe word multiple times, you're the last to know. And then he's trying to, like, get liquor in you so that you totally forget. Like, that's so fucked up that, oh my God, I'm, yeah, I'm so upset. Because also, like, that's the thing with, unethical porn if we're going to go into it is like you know sometimes people are using drugs so that they don't have boundaries anymore or whatever mm-hmm. this is absolutely an unethical practice of bdsm or a fucking relationship for that matter let's forget bdsm like this is a fucked up relationship like you should not be getting your fucking partner wasted so that they want to fuck your friends when they don't want to like that's fucked i'm sorry yeah, she used the safe word in everything like that use the safe word it's point blank stop like we're done not do not discuss it anymore like why is that not being respected? He's such a turd wagon. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like the comments are telling to, like, the top comment really doesn't talk about, like, leaving, but the second comment's like, you, this is abusive, you need to leave. Okay. So good. I'm glad. But she doesn't respond to, like, that one at all. And her only update mm-hmm. is, I'm sorry if this isn't the best format to update everyone. I've been reading everything and I appreciate everyone's support. I'm sorry I haven't been responsive. I've just been calling around and doing what I can. There's no way I'll be able to leave tonight, but it looks like I may have to leave have to leave to stay with a friend starting tomorrow once my husband leaves for work. From there, I'll have to figure out what's next. And then there's no updates on her profile at all. So it sounds like she does end up leaving him, which, like, oh. thank goodness, girl. Like, thank you need to goodness. Be respected. 
Yeah. And see, like, that's what's really scary is when people use like a very safe and consensual and communicative community like BDSM to Mm -hmm. fucking abuse their wife like this. It's disgusting. And that is why there's so many misconceptions about it in general, when I don't think anyone in the BDSM community would be like, yeah, this is this is a safe, healthy practice of it. A hundred percent. And I'm so happy that Reddit really does come through for these types of situations where people feel like they need that extra push. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i just glad that Reddit is a community that does this type of thing, you know, pushes that person to leave or, you know, to do whatever. And it just makes me happy. Yeah. So. Sometimes it's weird how sometimes you can talk to people in your life and they'll say the same things. That sometimes it doesn't hit the same as total strangers who are hearing this for the first time and they are even lit up about it and they're saying it's wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. that makes it real. I don't know. Yeah. I think something about the people not being that close to the situation and still objectively seeing it and being like, that is wrong. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that really empowers the person to be like, okay, well, these random mm-hmm. people see that it's wrong. So, like, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, moving on. I, oh my gosh, did it not, is it not saved? I'm going to scream. No, because this, I was so excited for Okay, it's here. Okay. So to kind of wrap this whole episode up, I kind of want to just read a bunch of top comments from an Ask Reddit post. Because I think it could be funny or sad, depending on the top comments. But the question is, what ruined your Christmas? And one of the top comments is, my mom told me I wasn't welcome at the Christmas dinner, so I stayed home and got drunk and cried all night. We celebrate on the 24th, and my mom and my family spent the 25th guilt tripping me for not showing up and telling me my mom had hoped I would still show all night. So yeah, I'm the bad guy no matter what. Proceeded to get drunk on the 25th as well. Fuck everyone. Period. As you should. Yes. As you fucking should. Fuck everyone. Okay, these might actually be a little depressing, but oh, this one's funny. Okay. My grandma fed the dog uh five Christmas cookies and he not only shat and vomited all over the house, but had to go to the vet. <laughs> oh my god, on Christmas. Damn. No. Why did the grandma what what? Why go spot? Like what the fuck? Oh my gosh. I think, I think, oh, I remember why I picked this whole thing because I wanted people to see that things like if you're spending it alone or you're feeling FOMO, just know that this could be going on behind closed doors. So I think I just wanted to, everyone to feel like a sense of community or just be happy, you know, with That's whatever so true. circumstances may be. So this one's sad. Oh. Found out my wife of 10 years is cheating on me. On like on Christmas, yes. Fuck. Wow. Okay, no. Wow. I just remembered too. Before you told me you were taking over this episode, I did find a good story. So if if you want me to do that too, I can do that before this episode is over. If you want to take over, that's fine. But I'm just oop, pretty sure I got food poisoning last night from dinner. So I spent all night in the bathroom with horrible stomach cramps. Oh. That is me. is ibs like you have food poisoning like does it feel the same um uh i would say yes i get pretty nauseous depending on like how bad it is but like i actually have funny stories to share about that but like the amount of times that like i've literally like 
less than 10 minutes, 20 minutes after I eat, I'm like, I have to get home right now. <laughs> Fuck. That right sucks. fucking now. No, honestly, I think it's funny and it's just like who I am. And if you can't respect that, like, I just be shitting, then you can't be my friend. I just be shitting. That's, I'm getting that on a shirt for you. I just be shitting. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying to find some funny ones, but unfortunately, a lot of people are using this as like a depression post. But I, I kind of want to do the small penis humiliation one. Okay, I want to do, let's do that. Actually, wait, is this one heavy? Is small penis heavy? Um, not really. I think depends on like if you have a small penis or not. Okay, period. Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. So I, 21 or 23 male, overheard my girlfriend, 21 female, saying that she appreciates my little penis. Um, I know this sounds odd, but it won't get out of my head. We had a big friend, uh, big friend get together. Um, and at the parties, we split up into little groups and stuff. I was drinking with some of my buddies and got tired, so I went looking for my girlfriend. They were in one of the rooms and were talking about their intimacy life. I wasn't even going to listen, but then I heard my girlfriend say, I don't care about size. I didn't think anything of it, but our friend Susan then said, you don't have much of a choice. OP has a small penis. And then my girlfriend went, I appreciate that, Susan. I don't need a horse cock to feel something. I was interrupted then. First, wasn't thinking too much about that, but that comment bothered me so much, and I don't know why. I haven't talked to her. I don't know what to do. I need to know how big OP's penis is immediately. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, like, does he have penis dysmorphia? Because I feel like a horse cock, I mean, most guys must know that they do not have a horse cock, and that we don't... What did we say in the last episode? You were like eight inches, like it was painful. I don't think a lot mm -hmm. of people want a horse cock, so I'm surprised that he's like... I don't know. I have some. I want. Please tell me he put how big his dick is. No, he didn't. Fuck. But okay, this is really wholesome though because she did defend him and was like, "I don't need a horse cock." I, like I know. Penis. So this is small penis appreciation. Literally, <laughs> that is that is the difference because I feel like a lot of people are like that. I mean, there's some people I think, and it it really has to do with like I think the your anatomy. Like some people have a deeper set G spot and they need mm -hmm. a you know a heavy hitter and then some people have a sh more shallow g-spot and they can only handle so much like mm -hmm. the dildo that makes me come the most is literally like i don't know it's like my little glass dildo it's like that you know it's just people i don't know why he's taking this so i don't yeah. know wait all the comments are being like she defended you she's a keeper like she clearly loves you so much um yeah. maybe he just said... he felt like demasculated hearing her say like i like a little dick like maybe she shouldn't have used the word like little penis like i guess that would send me but yeah, so his, like, edit is, like, I am a dumb idiot. My girlfriend came home from her office, Christmas thingy, and I told her what has been bothering me. She then told me Susan was just, just said I had a small dick because she thinks I'm too, I don't know what the fuck that word is. See, this is why I can't read it all out. Uh, but she would never talk about my genitals. I guess it's just a self-esteem problem. Thank you, guys. You guys are right. My girlfriend is a keeper. Oh, I love that. I do think it's a self-esteem problem because I think the average is like five inches or something. And mm -hmm. so I think a lot of guys get, yeah, like it in their heads that if they don't have a horse cock that they have like a micro penis and it's not true. And yeah, I don't know. I thought this was wholesome more than sad. No, that is, I thought that was really wholesome too. I think 
I totally, if it wasn't obvious enough, I just looked up Christmas and was like, yeah, it works. <laughs> and then threw it on the, the that's, post. But um, that's what I do too. Yeah, I think. Have you ever done like a, a like a small penis humiliation video and they'll like send you a picture beforehand to like, you know, I don't know. They just do that. And mm-hmm. then you get it and you're like, this isn't even small. Like, 100% is average yeah um, yeah and it's so, hard for me to humiliate that because I want to be like the American average is five inches <laughs> <laughs> bust out the powerpoint actually um yeah. well because like the standards in porn that exist for women like I think men also have to deal with those standards and like you know if they don't see like an eight incher they're like why are you with a micro penis dude and honestly I love when I see girls in the industry that are with just like a normal sized dick I'm like you go queen like fight those Mm -hmm. gender stereotypes because they're not all eight inch nine inches and yeah I mean we're all different on what we want to I will say that like I don't know if I just attract like big dick energy or something (laughs) but like the first three people that I ever slept with all had like seven eight inches and so when I and I knew like in the back of my head that like five was average so I was like either that average is a lie or like I'm just attracting like big dick energy but either way like when I finally got like with an average guy I was like (laughs) (laughs) you're like it was a it was a jump scare you're like oh wait this is not what I was used to no literally I I was like what is that (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I honestly had like a very similar experience but I have to say guys that have like huge dicks which huge to me I would say is like seven inches like and beyond mm-hmm. guys who have huge dicks I feel like are bad at fingering kissing eating out making you come they think they just show up to the party with a big dick and they don't have to do anything so I think that's why I also like guys with like an average size dick because you know they they just like know what to do in all areas they don't just think they have to just sit there you know and like write it baby you know yeah that is this is everything this is all i got to offer like <laughs> I, you totally know like you read my mind that's exactly the energy that i was feeling like, yeah, yeah just i'm everything you need right here i didn't have to develop a real personality because of my massive dawn like get out of here that's uh, so true yeah but i will I, say that it was like a rude awakening when i like I was like, no, I'm just going to go through life and just get seven and eight inches. And then when I finally got to the I was like, oh. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I mean, now that I've been with more people, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's balanced out. But when I first saw it, I was just like, oh. Oh, poor guy. Just, yeah, poor. he was probably like, wow, wow. Like, yeah, and I wasn't most... good at masking at the time either. So I was like, eyes open, like, <laughs> Hey, little oh guy. My gosh. Oh, my God. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Where, but no. Oh That's so funny. Um, um, I don't know if excuse. I don't know if I should read this story. I feel like it's a holiday story, so I don't think we'll have an opportunity to do it unless we do it today. If you feel what extremely you... passionate about it, take the reins. I'm ready to listen. It's, Shut the It's interesting. I'm curious your opinion. And it's an Am I the Asshole, so we can, like, just give our opinion. Okay. okay. It says, am I the asshole for banning my husband's daughter and biological mother from the holidays? So about six years ago, right after our son was born, my husband, David, had an affair with his coworker at the time, Katie, who was also married. She has since gotten divorced. I would never have found out if David hadn't ended things and confessed it to me. I was heartbroken, but with a lot of therapy, a job change, and years of hard work, we managed to save our marriage and even had another kid. 
up until late last year. We were actually doing really well and considering renewing our vows for our 10th anniversary. That's when Katie contacted us asking if David would take a paternity test for her daughter, Olivia, who was about a year younger than my son. Sure enough, Olivia was my husband's kid. This past year has been really rough. David started paying child support and now his name is on Olivia's birth certificate. It was Katie's ex-husband before. We have not told our kids, six and three, that they have a half-sister, and I have not met Olivia yet. David and I have been talking with Katie about how best to navigate the new relationship, and David has spent some time with Olivia, limited due to the current events, but he's taken her to the park a few times and has Zoomed to call her regularly. David has been trying really hard to be active in Olivia's life, and so he asked me if he could invite Katie and Olivia to spend Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas morning with us. I immediately said no. I really don't think the holidays are the best time to explain to my kids that daddy has another daughter, and frankly, I don't want Katie in my house, especially since my parents are coming for Thanksgiving this year, and I never told them about this whole affair situation. My husband is frustrated because he knows Katie doesn't really have any family in the area, and apparently was just crying to him the other day about how it's just her and Olivia now. I feel for her, I really do, but this whole year has just been a roller coaster, and I feel like I've hit my limit. I suggested to David that he celebrate part of both days with us and then go over to Katie's after, but he feels like that would be even harder to explain to the kids. I'm at my wit's end. I know my husband is just trying to be a good father, but this all feels too soon, and I feel like I'm being pressured into this. I could make a whole other post on my issues with Katie and David's co-parenting relationship, but I just want to focus on this. Am I being an evil stepmother here? This is how you set your life up. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's necessarily being like evil about it. I think that it is a very complicated situation, but it's nothing that she didn't create for herself. The mom? Everybody. Everybody? I I don't know. I, I don't think she's being the evil stepmother. I honestly feel like I would have handled this so much worse than she did. Like, I I don't know. I don't know how I would have handled it, but I would have been like, you guys, like, I don't, I like block her. Don't hear. I mean, I guess if she's saying, Hey, like you impregnated me, that's a different story. But like, like she, you know, she didn't ask for him to cheat on her. I mean, I think where I'm, where I am in my life right now and all like the self-realization that I've done in the past few weeks is made me realize that there are so many people out there and as much as you love somebody, they aren't who you thought you, they aren't who you thought they were because they cheated. And I don't think as much work, like is that amount of work and that outcome truly worth mm. what you can, what you're getting out of the relationship? Like, is it truly worth it? Or mm -hmm. is it easier to just start fresh, work on yourself and start fresh with someone that doesn't have all that baggage because now look at her situation she's she's got this to deal with she hasn't told her family she has to work on the fact that now she has to deal with a co-parenting relationship with this this other woman mm -hmm. and like it's a constant reminder of that he cheated on you and that just sounds like a major clusterfuck that you could just literally not deal with is that what you mean by um, that's how you set your life up? Meaning like she took him back? So Yeah, that's how you okay. set your life up. I mean, I think that you have to, if you're going to take someone back that cheats on you, you have to be prepared for whatever that comes with. And that came with a child. 
And now, like, I don't think that she's being evil about it. And I think she's allowed to handle it in any way that she feels necessary. But if she's going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. What I get myself into? Like, girl, you, you, you didn't really think it through before you took him back. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, honestly. But you're so right. Like, she did take him back and then had a child with him right after, you know, and clearly said, I'm doubling down. I want to raise another child with you and I want to be with you forever. And I guess you can't really. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think I was just like, so I don't know. I feel like it would be so hard because now like the co-parenting situation, like I think having a kid with someone is more long-term than getting married with someone. Like that's oh, 18 yeah. years beyond probably, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. And so I feel like she should be setting her boundaries now. And if this is only year one of Olivia's life, let's be real. If she's not even a year old, do you think she's really processing? I'm with my dad right now. Like blue, blue. she's just a, like a blob. Like, I don't know. Spend time with your guys's kids that are like coherent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're three and six, and Olivia's not even a year old right now. Like, I don't know. I feel like the baby's first Christmas should just be like, do you guys just chill? Like, don't, you're going to have a million years to like stress about Christmas. And I don't know, to do this like year one, like maybe, you know, once everyone's healed and if that ever happens five years down the line, but like year one, calm down. You're not coming over for Thanksgiving. You're not coming over for Christmas. Like, our family comes first. And I know that's really mm-hmm. toxic of me to say that because that's her dad too. Olivia's David's dad. But I don't know. I I don't see. I don't think I could be like a step parent to someone. I think I would get really, I guess, jealous, not jealous of the kid, but jealous of like co-parenting with another person. Like, I feel like that'd be really challenging. Yeah. And it. I don't know. I think it would also, again, this that constant reminder of that he did cheat. Like I, oh, like you would resent yes. that kid. I think me personally, I would. And oh yeah, I wouldn't want to subject that child to it. And that's why me, I'm just, I'd rather just remove myself from the situation entirely because I don't know if I could not resent that child because it's a representation of your husband cheating on you. Literally and bare, that, barebacked apparently without yeah. fucking birth control. And, and I also am kind of tripping that she didn't tell her parents. So that tells me like, maybe she didn't really process it. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would have told my parents, but you know, when you tell your parents someone cheats on you, then they're like, well, fuck him forever. Maybe she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) But but clearly she didn't process it because she immediately had a kid with him after. I, yeah, that's true. Some people don't think cheating is a end all be all for me. I 100% feel like it is. And Mm -hmm. then to add a kid into the mix, no. Yeah, like I f- that feels like a fix it kid. You know what I mean? Like when people have babies to fix their marriage and stuff like that. Like that's mm-hmm. what I feel like that next child represents. It makes me wonder if this woman like poked holes in condoms or something because like some women do that or like they want to try to fix it like you said and if she was obsessed and or if he didn't care either like I don't know. This whole thing makes me yeah, I don't know. I feel really bad for this the mom. Mm-hmm. Um And the top comment is, oh my god, not the asshole. Katie is slowly trying to make your husband hers and is warming her way in. It sounds like your husband has not considered your feelings in all of this, and that needs to stop. You've been more than accommodating, and not many wives would stick around in this situation. He needs to start considering you and not putting her feelings before yours. You should be the priority here, not Katie. I totally agree. Exactly. And like he's he's to pull his head out of his butt cheeks and realize like okay you chose to stay with me like i'm the i'm the priority here this family is the priority here and he's not doing Mm -hmm. that and again that's just another reason why she shouldn't be there like she shouldn't have to tell him that stuff like right if she's gonna take somebody back for cheating 
then that person needs to be like absolutely flawless mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. you need to be perfect and consider me and all that. And he's not doing that. So it's like, girl, just. Right. And there are the some, yeah, there's some instances where like, obviously it's ideal to co-parent and be nice to each other, but with a situation this raw, meaning like they had an affair, I feel like go through the courts, make a clear custody plan. So they don't have to be texting each other. All of that would make me uncomfortable. See, I don't think I would trust that they're just going to the park. I don't know. Like, like put it in writing that he has whatever time with her so that she because like it does sound like she's warming her way in and like thanksgiving christmas wham we're all alone that's your that's your life like i this is my wife this is my family this is my priority you know like a thousand percent like that's you have no so you don't owe this woman anything as the wife like Mm -hmm. that's between him and her and the fact that they haven't like got anything solidified for this stuff either is Mm -hmm. just that like all of this thing all of these situations just seem like such a nuisance for the wife to deal with and she's continually feeling like the other woman even though she is the wife you know yeah and then to add their their own kids into it them someday processing oh dad had an affair on mom which maybe in her mind she thought they were going to be able to keep this under wraps forever you never know Mm -hmm. and that can't happen anymore so like I feel like she katie has been pretty mature about it all things considered and everyone agrees she's not the asshole and i completely agree oh me as well like i think that she's doing an excellent job given her circumstances and like it's just incredibly difficult because i feel like the husband just really needs to pull his head out of his butt cheeks like i said like he needs to really step up and do the right thing in a lot of these situations like it's not on her to like figure out where he's gonna be staying Christmas it's not on her to like figure out co-parenting plans between him and this other lady like it's Mm -hmm. and I feel like he's kind of putting it on her to figure it out to be like Mm -hmm. she's all alone on Thanksgiving Christmas that shouldn't be your wife's issue at all like she shouldn't have to deal with any of this like I don't know I yeah he's putting a lot on her when like many people would be like I'm out (laughs) bye exactly Exactly, like boo fucking hell, you don't have anything anyone to spend it with Chris. Maybe you shouldn't be a homewrecker and then you could have your own family. <laughs> no, for real. That was that was the only one I found, but um I just don't think we would have another opportunity to do it. I mean, it was a good story and like I think very interesting and wow. That's all I can say is that I'm glad it ain't me. That's all I gotta say. <sighs> glad it ain't me. Neither. me. Because that sounds very annoying and stressful and lots of tears. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. No, thank you. Was there another story that was good? BDSM, uh, SPH, was it? Uh, let me see. I have canceled Christmas. I don't think I read that one. Is that like a good one to end on? Like, is it? Um, I don't know. Because again, I didn't read anything. Okay, let's just, let's do it. Just, just to do it. And then we'll be done. Okay. Am I the asshole for leaving my husband alone on Christmas? I married my husband in 2020 after dating for four years. Second marriage for us both, we're in our 50s. I have three grown kids that live across the country, and he has a son in college. So 2020 Christmas, everyone stayed home. Understandable. 2021 Christmas was coming, and all my kids came home. I decided to invite everyone in the immediate family over for Christmas dinner. That's my kids, him, his son, and his two brothers, both single, and his niece. 
I told him over a month ahead, planned dinner, Christmas day came, and my husband told me that him and his son were leaving to go to his brother's house for his family's Christmas dinner, and that he'd be back later. He ditched me and my kids and my dinner. Just me and mine. Embarrassing to say the least. Hurt. He acted like he had no choice. Christmas 2022, I told him I was not inviting his brothers this year, as I thought they were very all very rude. My kids journeyed across country again to come home. A day, a day before Christmas, my husband asked me what time I'll be planning our Christmas dinner for. I tell him and his, and he tells me he won't be here again because him and his sons are going to his brothers. What the hell? My kids ask why he doesn't want to be around them. I told him, I don't know what to say. I tried. The other family gets together. I'm so struggling right now. Um, I tried. I lost my spot. Okay, no. fast forward. Okay, I've tried other family to get togethers with him, his son, and all of mine, and he resists all of it. My kids can't come for Christmas this year, and my oldest and his wife have invited my husband and I to come over to their house a thousand miles away. My husband says he doesn't want to not be gone for his twenty-first-year-old son. He told me, "You saw your kids in September." Like, that was good enough for me to not see my kids for Christmas. I've bought myself tickets. I'm going to my son's home for the holidays. I haven't told my husband yet. Am I the asshole? More to give context, he is clueless. He can be very loving. He moved into my home because I didn't want to move into his area of town. It's more down on the downward side. He's worked very hard fixing up our home with hard work. We both paid for materials before you ask, and we have separate bank accounts. I am the main breadwinner, though. My profession pays very well. He works also, but is becoming an older man. Those job skills have more and more going into tech, and he has not kept up with, te kept up with technology. To add insult to injury, he is super religious and refuses to come to my gay son's wedding next year out of religious reasons. He is nice to him when he is visiting, though. We have just try, tried discussing all these issues, and it ends up in anger on both sides. We both say things we regret, but one thing he said in anger stays with me. This isn't the Brady Bunch. That hurt. Some of us may, some of you may be too young to know that old TV show. I've thought of divorce multiple times, but I'm not sure. It takes a lot out of you. I do wish we just lived together. LOL. Um, this would have made things simpler. Holy I shit. Like that added thing really put it all to perspective yeah at the end when she said we live together is she saying like her and her kids i think i think she's saying like i wish we just lived together and we just like didn't weren't married oh okay this is interesting because i feel like i yeah, this is going to be an interesting time, I think, in their life because their kids are all grown for the most part. So mm -hmm. they have the, you know, ability to just have a relationship, I guess, but the kids not being a part of it versus if the kids were younger, like, but that the struggle here would be like, I feel like if I was in this position, I'd be like, I'm out, like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. I'll see you when I see you. Like, if they're that disconnected and he doesn't care about going to her son's wedding, I don't know. I feel like then we're going to do our own things. If this is what you want, which is not all of us being together as a family, not being the Brady Bunch, then I'm going to go be with my fucking kids and yeah. you can go be with your kids. And I guess we're just going to be act like we don't have 
you know, kids and not talk, like not share that. Like it, that's, this is so strange. Yeah. I think why doesn't he want it to be like when you're together with someone, it's the merging of two families. So the fact that he's like, absolutely not, I don't want to merge with your family. I don't want to merge with your mm -hmm. kids. I don't want to spend time with your kids on Christmas. Cause every Christmas he's like, Nope, going over to my son's going over to my brother. So it's like, why are, does he not want to like show her off to the family? Does he not care oh. that like, you know, yeah, that's his wife. Like, it's really interesting. And the fact that he always just tells her last minute, oh, I'm actually going over there and I'm not going to spend it with you. Like, that's so hurtful. That's yeah. no consideration. No consideration. I Yeah, it could be. It could be that he doesn't want to show her off or he doesn't like the kids. And I don't know. Like I said, this is an interesting situation because I guess they could keep things separate and just be like, let's just, yeah, pretend we don't have kids and whatever. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know that I could do that. I feel like if you don't like my kids, I don't care if they're 30. I don't know. I feel like that would of course there she's like this always leads to an argument of course it does like this is fucked up yeah this is weird like again like for me the merging of two families like we all come together and we all have like a big christmas or holiday celebration and the fact that every time he's just like nope i'm just gonna do my own thing like that it seems so hurtful and i mm -hmm. i do wonder if it comes from a place of homophobia because that's the only thing that makes sense mm -hmm. to me like because it's like, if he just didn't like her kids or whatever, he could handle that. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? But if he was like homophobic and just was like, absolutely not, mm -mm, like that's the only thing that makes sense of like why he yeah. didn't want to see them. Yeah. And she kind of sprinkled that in at the end. So then when she said that, I was like, oh, like this could absolutely be like where it's coming from. But I feel like even so if I'm going to take that out for a minute, I would just say that I think it should be equal like every year. I mean, it's like that in other relationships too, where you're like, I need to go see my parents this year. Next year, we'll go see your parents. Like you have to, it has to be even and equal. Yeah. Like we'll go to Thanksgiving with your family and then we'll go to Christmas mm -hmm. with mine and then next year we'll flip. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the most common thing that people do. Mm -hmm. And, or like when I was super young, all of my family would just come together at one house mm -hmm. and like intermingle and stuff like that. So it's just so weird. He wants to keep things separate. And I don't like that. Like why? Yeah. I think, I think homophobia definitely could be it. And yeah, him not wanting to come to the wedding. Like I said, I feel like that would be, that would be it for me. Yeah. And the fact that she's like thought about divorce, like so much, like girls just do it then. I understand yeah. it's like hard, but you've done it once you can do it again. Um, yeah. Now the kids are older too. So you're not going to have to worry about like traumatizing them or whatever. Like you can do literally whatever you want. You can go move closer to your kids. You can be in their life more. Like don't let this man dictate how often you see your kids. Like your kids are, you know, so important. And I don't, I just don't like his energy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> seem reliable at all. If he's bailing out last second to go see his family. I think that just shows like my family is more important to you, which like, in my opinion, in a relationship, like who you are with, I mean, they're married, they've been married for how many years now? It's like, mm -hmm. that should be priority. Mm -hmm. And it, that doesn't seem like his priority right now. He's being unreliable and inconsistent. And like, if he's that way with something so big as a holiday, then what else is he being unreliable and inconsistent in? Yeah, no, it's so true. I don't know if she was asking if she's the asshole, but if that is the case, absolutely not. I do not think she's the asshole for canceling Christmas. I think I would have canceled Christmas as well. And 
done my own thing with my kids like yeah she she did ask that um and the top comment is this is beyond assholery he knew you were planning christmas dinner a month in advance and the day of he informed you he's leaving does he even like you does he even know you're his (laughs) wife not the asshole i can't fathom his behavior period agreed does he even like you that just sums it up because seriously like i feel like a partner who likes you and cares about you cares about what's important to you and her kids are obviously the most important fucking thing in her life and so fuck this dude yeah screw this guy um not the asshole your husband doesn't actually see you as a part of his family wake up and recognize the reality you're an you're a convenience (sighs) wow they really really ate her up in the comment section or ate him up but yeah i think that's a that's a hard truth and maybe she needs to hear it because yeah i mean really really what's a good point say yeah that's a good point he doesn't view her as family because Mm -hmm. he's prioritizing his other family instead of like you said aren't we the family now like isn't this about you and i and our kids together so damn they They told her. (laughs) Holy shit. Let her know. Um, Did you want me to keep reading the comments or do you think? Honestly, that last one, I feel like, holy shit. I don't think I've ever heard such like a clear cut, vicious comment before. That was, that was intense. Oh, Uh -oh. this next one really, the third top comment. It's a very crude and insulting term and you haven't given much context on your relationship as a whole. I think she might have deleted part of her post. This is only from 11 days ago, by the way. (gasps) But I think she deleted part of her post because this commenter continues to say, uh, but consider whether bang made would be better, would be a better descriptor of how he sees you rather than a wife. If you think, yeah, kind of, then divorce him immediately. Bang made and bank account. OP said she's the breadwinner. Fuck. This is crazy that it's 11 days ago, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's happening right now. Listen to yeah, the podcast. they might be listening to our advice. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, dude, fuck him. I'm sorry. He's like not a good partner. He does, he's not prioritizing you. And I agree. It kind of sounds like he's treating you more like a friend with benefits than like your wife prioritizing your feelings in your guys' family. Mm-hmm. Like, are we not taking the relationship seriously here? Like, hello. It's like a tender hookup for real but you know he's also taking her money he's just a sugar baby (laughs) that's exactly what's happening like what's happening like yeah she's the main breadwinner and he's like disrespecting her like this put some respect on my girl's name right now seriously get yeah get out yeah well you can divorce divorce even though i i've literally that's all my advice just leave just leave there's better if there isn't maybe it's happier at least she'll be happier alone because you won't be stressed out it's true though yeah and like why isn't he inviting his family over i was wondering that too like why there's some i feel like there's something we're missing i don't know i i don't i'm not trying to take his side i'm just saying like is there something we're missing i'm like what the fuck this doesn't make any sense yeah maybe his kids hate her or her kids maybe maybe they get they don't get along that or like maybe her cooking sucks i don't really know like we should keep an eye on the story should i like put alerts on yes we do like an update just in case she does she's in the comments and she said so how are you leaving your husband alone 
when he's gonna go over to his brothers anyways not the asshole um and then she mm-hmm. said i also also thought this idea did he even invite them to 2021 i had to admit to a petty plan thanksgiving this year they are coming over and i'm cooking for them the first time my side of the family is not going to be here funny how now that they are coming i'm cooking um if they say anything about christmas i'll let them all know that i won't be here since they never invited me for the past two years nor have i invited them we'll see what they say damn two years this is weird. This is yeah. a weird situation. Why are you not inviting them? Why are they not inviting you? Why are they you? not inviting you? Is this even a family? Like, what is going on in this household? I'm confused. I'm extremely confused. That's why I'm saying I feel like we're missing some pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. That something happened. Like, someone, like, walked in on, like, someone fucking someone. I don't know. Yeah, something maybe happened. Kiss, maybe hugging in the moonlight. Who knows? <laughs> Oh my god. No, but really, this kind of brings it back to, like, you might have FOMO that, like, you know, someone's with their family, but it might be this type of situation where they all, like, secretly hate each other and we don't even know. Yeah, see, this is why, this is why I like this theme of, like, what you don't know is that shit could be really hitting the fan on the other side, and I think... holidays are great it's all joyous it's all amazing and there's just so much love and so much gift giving but i think the what really needs to be brought to light is like what could be going on on the other side and that's that was my theme for this one so i I totally agree and also i think emotions are way more heightened for some reason during this time so people flip out there's a lot more stuff um so i totally agree but you did so amazing like being in charge of the episode like the best you are gonna be in charge can you do it again soon yeah, I would love to. Because mm-hmm. it like I feel like you picked totally different things, so it like keeps it interesting. Like I don't know, it was so entertaining. Really? Okay. Well, yes. I would love some feedback from the listeners too. Being like, is this ass? They like never have Dakota ever do an <laughs> episode again. Um, no one would say that. You never know. You never know. But um, okay. yeah, I was fun to take the reins for once. I was nervous, and clearly, I think I need to do like a little more work in future episodes um to like at least like read the story (laughs) i wanted to be surprised too okay yeah no you did amazing people on the internet just don't punctuate so it's hard to read those stories but again it is fun to be surprised so to not read it first helps i think too i think i might send them to my friend have them vet them and then be like okay yeah read the podcast because i really i like being surprised as i read so me too also, reading out loud is so hard. All the props to you. Like, I was really struggling. That was, like, my favorite. You know, like, in school, when did you play popcorn in class where you oh, would yes. read and then have to? When I got picked, I was like, this is my moment. Like, I. <laughs> says so much about me as a person. I When I was a kid, I would, like, pre-read. Whoever oh. was reading, I'd read, like, a paragraph later so that in case I was popcorned, I would be ready for it. But I was a little shit because I would always pick that motherfucker that couldn't read out loud. <laughs> like the one who's like the and then Yeah, stumbling over. Why? I because then the teacher would take over. Oh, yeah, and I like, always Tommy, like, don't worry about it. You're doing great. Tommy, don't worry. Or they would just start reading over the kid. Like I because I always appreciated when the teacher took over anyways, because I just preferred that versus hearing, like, a kid speak. I don't know. I was always a weird kid where I was like, let me pick the motherfucker that can't read so the teacher can take over. I don't think that's weird. I think it's hard to understand sometimes when kids don't – they don't read 
good yet. So I think mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like an adult, you're able to understand what they're being, you know, what they're saying. Yeah. So I was like, let's just like take over and let's just <laughs> nip this in the butt immediately. Um, oh my so God. Yeah, maybe I was a little shit for that, but I was doing it for the greater good. So yeah, you were looking <laughs> out for everyone. I really was. I'm just such a good person. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So does that wrap up today's episode? I think so. I think we did it. Yeah. Well, I'm wishing everyone a happy holidays, no matter your circumstances, and always remember that it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is the theme. 100%. I hope everyone takes care of themselves and, yeah, has an amazing holiday season with whoever you're sharing it with or if you're sharing it with just yourself. And, yeah, you know, count your blessings. Yeah. Maybe go on Reddit if you feel alone and just be like, oh, well, at least that's not me. 100 percent that dog isn't shiny all over the house and <laughs> <laughs> it's so true well yeah. thank you dakota for being in charge of this amazing holiday special thank you so much for having me <laughs> you're so welcome okay um thank you guys for listening and yeah we love you guys bye okay bye <laughs>